بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته جزء عما سورة النبأ to سورة التين سورة النبأ is a surah about the certainty of the resurrection people take this matter so lightly when in fact the resurrection and accountability is the reason behind why the world exists in the manner that it does exist and why it will eventually be destroyed Allah mentions tremendous aspects of his creation. The one who is capable of creating these things is more than capable of bringing you back to life after your death. Abu Bakr said to the Prophet ﷺ, what has turned your hair grey? And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned a series of surahs including Surah An-Naba. In verse 30, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَذُوقُوا فَلَنْ نَزِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا So taste you, no increase shall we give you except in punishment. Abdullah ibn Umar said this is the most severest verse to be revealed on the people of hellfire. Why? Because when they are suffering in hellfire, every day will be worse than the previous day. There will be no let up, no relief in the punishment. Every experience they face will be worse than the previous experience. There will be no getting used to the suffering. Towards the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, describes the disbelievers how they will witness the judgment of animals between before the judgment of men before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala judges human beings and jinn the perfection of the justice of that day will be such that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge between animals that oppressed each other animals with horns that attacked animals without horns and when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has settled the judgment between them he will turn them to dust and when the disbeliever sees them turn to dust he will wish that he was like them and could be turned to dust also. وَيَقُولُ الْكَافِرُ يَا لَيْتَنِي كُنْتُ تُرَابَ Woe to me would that I were dust. Surah An-Nazi'at Surah An-Nazi'at is again emphasizing the reality of the Day of Judgment, that even Pharaoh, with all his splendor and power, cannot escape accountability. Verse 26 reminds us that we are not even the most immense aspect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. Uh, in verse uh, uh, not 26, 27, Are you more difficult to create or is the heaven that he constructed more difficult? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us with our rebellion against him, we're not even the most difficult aspect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation to create and everything is easy for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In verse 46, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the transience of life. It will be on that day that they will see it, as though they had not remained except for an afternoon or a morning. When people in the hereafter see the scenes of the hereafter, the terror, the sheer length of the days, 50,000 years of our counting is a single day in the hereafter. They will reflect back on their life and think, we didn't even live for a day or a part of a day. Surah Abasa. The context of the revelation of this surah is where one of the companions who was blind, Abdullah ibn Umm Maktoum, came to the Prophet wanting uh, instruction on religious matters. And the Prophet was very busy and engrossed in giving da'wah to one of the tribal leaders who was not Muslim. And the Prophet was a bit frustrated with this interruption and he frowned at this companion. Even though that companion is blind, even though the Prophet ﷺ was not rude to him, 
this slight reduction in the high morals and etiquettes and conduct of the Prophet ﷺ warranted a whole surah of the Qur'an being revealed. The Prophet ﷺ frowned and turned away because there came to him the blind man. And how can you know that he might become pure from sins? Or he might receive admonition and the admonition might profit him. As for he who thinks himself self-sufficient, to him you attend. What does it matter if you'll, he will not become pure? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is gently admonishing the Prophet ﷺ to give more honor to this simple blind Muslim than to that great tribal leader who had not accepted Islam. This should give us so much reassurance that the Prophet's conduct is so high that even the slightest reduction, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala corrects him, which means we are truly following a prophet on an exalted level of conduct. It also gives us reassurance that any slight hint of an error in the message will always be corrected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather than being an embarrassing situation, this should give us a lot of confidence in our religion and our prophet. Also from this surah, you see how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala respects the Prophet In the first two verses when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning the error, he speaks to the Prophet in the third person, not directly, because that might be hurtful. And then from verse 3 onwards, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks directly to the Prophet Surah Taqweer. Surah Taqweer emphasizes the terror of the Day of Judgment when all the symbols of stability and order around us in this world are torn to shreds. The second part of the surah emphasizes that verily the Prophet is truly receiving revelation from his Lord and describes how he receives revelation from Jibreel alayhi salam. Now in verse 7, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, and when the souls are joined. One of the interpretations of this verse is that people, like-minded people, will be joined together, which again reminds us of the importance of good company. Good company will be reunited in paradise. Evil company, people who supported and encouraged each other for disobedience, will be reunited in the hellfire. Surah Al-Infitar. Again, emphasizing the reality of the Day of Judgment. This is a common theme, particularly in Juz Amma. These early surahs were very much about emphasizing accountability before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now this accountability is emphasized through the description of angels. In verse 10 to 12, But verily over you to watch you are kiramun katibin. Honorable angels writing down your deeds, they know all that you do. Not just the Day of Judgment, but we have in the world angels on our right and our left recording all of our good, all of our good deeds and all of our evil deeds. Surah Mutaffifun. Surah Mutaffifin. Surah Al-Mutaffifin describes a very important class of sins, which is fraud. And it reminds us how serious sins like fraud, backbiting and slander are that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins a surah with a curse for these sins. Woe to those who deal in fraud. Wail can mean a curse or it can mean a valley in hellfire. You see the rights 
generally are divided into two categories, the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the rights of people. With the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the primary right is that you worship him alone and do not associate partners with him. And if you do this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may forgive other shortcomings in fulfilling his rights. But when it comes to the rights of people, in the hereafter, there is no forgiveness. Any person who has been wronged in any way will demand compensation, either by taking your good deeds or by passing their sins over to you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes one of the worst types of abusing people's rights, which is frauds. Who, when they take a measure from people, take in full. But when they give measure or by weight, they cause loss. People who are causing fraud, using scales for weighing grain, etc. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed these people because of this. In this surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, No, rather the stain has covered their hearts because of that which they were earning. In the hadith of the Prophet the Prophet said, Verily when the servant commits a sin, a black spot appears upon their heart. If he abandons the sin and seeks forgiveness and repents, then his sin will be, uh, then uh, his heart will be polished. If he returns to the sin, the blackness will be increased until it overcomes his entire heart. It is this covering that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned. Never stop turning back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and seeking his forgiveness no matter what you do. Surah Inshiqaq, emphasizing the concept of accountability by stressing the reality of the Day of Judgment. When we will come face to face with our own deeds. In verse 7 onwards, Then as for him who will be given his record in his right hand, he, will surely, he, will, he surely will receive an easy, easy reckoning and will return to his family in joy. But whoever is given his record behind his back, he will invoke for his destruction and he shall enter a blazing fire and be made to turn, taste its burning. Surah Al-Buruj Surah Al-Buruj now emphasizes accountability from a different angle, emphasizing it through witnesses. The constellations of the stars in the night sky, the night sky are like witnesses over us. Bani Israel were witnesses over the destruction of Pharaoh. But above all, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the witness over all things. In particular, witness over oppression carried out to the believers. The context of this surah is about a nation where the oppressive king brought all the believers together and put them on the edge of a pit with a blazing fire and forced them to jump in if they did not renounce their religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَتَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَتُوبُوا فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمَ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ الْحَرِيقِ Indeed, those who have tortured the believing men and believing women and have not repented will have the punishment of hell and they will have a, the punishment of the burning fire. Hassan al-Basri mentioned a brilliant point here that even though these people are responsible for persecuting and killing the awliya of Allah, those who are close to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala still keeps open the door of repentance by saying, ثُمَّ لَمْ يَتُوبُوا And even the thumma means they have a period of time to repent. It's not immediate. Surah Tariq, verse 5 to 8 mentions the humble origins of man. That we as human beings, we come from a very 
almost despised origin. فَلْيَنْظُرِ الْإِنسَانُ مِمَّا خُلِقُ خُلِقَ مِمَّا إِنْدَافِقُ يَخْرُجُ مِنْ بَيْنِ الصُلْبِ وَالتَّرَائِبِ So let man see from what he is created. He is created from a water gushing forth, proceeding from between the backbone and the ribs. If that fluid was to get on your clothes, you'd be disgusted. And yet that is the origin of us as human beings. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us to make us humble before him. In verse 9, يَوْمَ تُبْلَ السَّرَائِرِ The day when all the secrets will be exposed. The day of judgment is a day of exposing the inner realities and secrets which people concealed in this life, good or bad. Surah Al-A'la Surah Al-A'la and Surah Al-Ghashiyah were often recited by the Prophet ﷺ in Jum'ah. And in Surah Al-A'la, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the concept of tazkiyah. Towards the end, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ تَزَكَّى وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ Indeed, whoever purifies himself shall achieve success and remembers, glorifies the name of his Lord and prays. Look how tazkiyah comes before dhikr and salah. Even though dhikr and salah are great deeds, the priority is tazkiyah. Now, of course, you'll not achieve purification without dhikr and without prayer, but always remember the goal of the religion is to purify the soul. Surah Al-Ghashiyah Umar radiallahu an was once walking by a monastery and he called out to a monk. And when the monk came out, Umar looked at him and began to cry. Why? He remembered the verse 3 in Surah Al-Ghashiyah. Amilatun nasiba, Laboring hard and weary. They were laboring hard in this world with acts of worship which were not accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the tragic irony is in the hereafter, they will also be laboring with the punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for associating partners with him. In verse 17 to 21, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions some of his signs around the creation. Do they not look at the camels, how they were created, at the heavens, how it was raised, at the mountains, how they were rooted, and at the earth, how it is spread out? So remind, you are only a reminder. These four aspects of Allah's creation are followed immediately by a call to be a da'i, a reminder. Why these four aspects? Have you not seen the camel? The camel are known, the camels are known as the ships of the desert. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us, if we're going to be du'ad, call us to Islam, to have the patience of camels. Do they not look at the sea? Uh, at the, um, do they not look at the sky and how it is raised? If we're going to be du'at, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to be like the skies, aloof, as people insult us and curse us, be aloof. And look at the mountains, how they are rooted. If we're going to be du'at, then we need to be solid and firmly rooted like mountains, unshakable. And do then look at the earth, how it is spread out. If we're going to be callers to Islam, we're going to have to carry different type of people and be forbearing just like the earth does. Surah Al-Fajr Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins Surah Al-Fajr with an oath by the dawn and by the ten nights in Ashur. Many of the scholars of Islam mention, of Tafsir mention that the ten nights here are actually the first ten days of Dhul-Hijjah. They are the greatest days of the year just like the ten, last ten nights of Ramadan are the greatest nights of the year. And they're often neglected by people when it comes to exerting in worship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
describes the mentality of the disbeliever who thinks that material benefits in this world are a sign that Allah is pleased with you and considers hardship a sign that Allah is angry with you. Both of these are in fact tests from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They do not prove one way or another Allah's pleasure or anger. It's interesting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah defines the evildoers with their lack of concern for social welfare. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them as Nay, but you, not, you, you do not treat the orphans with kindness and generosity and urge not the feeding of the poor and devour the inheritance and you love wealth with much love. Towards the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes that he will punish and he will bind those who rejected him like he has never punished and bound. But then there is a very uplifting verse about the tranquil soul, Mutma'inna, how it will enter paradise, how it will be pleased with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Balad. In verse 4, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes, لَقَدْ خَلَقْنَا الْإِنسَانَ فِي كَبَدْ Verily we have created man in toil. This life is all about struggle and difficulty. From one uh, difficulty to another as a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's the responsibility of the person to believe and to prepare themselves for the only true ease which will come which is in the hereafter of course Surah Ash-Shams Surah Ash-Shams contains the highest concentration of oaths together in the Quran 11 separate oaths from the beginning of the Surah and the amazing thing about the oaths are that they describe opposite aspects of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation. By the sun and its brightness and by the moon as it follows. And Allah goes through a series of opposite aspects that have completely different effects on the natural world as a symbol of his power that he can bring together these opposites. But also as a forerunner that the types of soul which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to mention are opposite. The corrupted soul and the purified soul. So the conclusion of these 11 oaths, which surely is something really important, that normally Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives one oath, but he is now giving 11 oaths. What's the conclusion? Indeed, successful is the one who purifies themselves. And uh, indeed, the person fails who corrupts their own self. Again, going back to this concept, of tazkiyah. The Prophet ﷺ would famously make a dua, Allahumma aati nufusana taqwaha wa zakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. O oh Allah, purify our souls, you are the best of those who purify. After describing the purific purification of the soul on an individual level, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then describes an entire nation that failed to purify their souls and were destroyed because of it, which is of course the people of Thamud. Surah Al-Layl Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sets out a very important principle in this surah. For people who want to strive for good, Allah will make the way to good easy for them. And for people who want to strive for evil, Allah will make the way to evil easy for them. The Prophet and the companions were at a funeral in Baqi. And the Prophet said, There is none among you except that his place has already been written, a seat in paradise and a seat in hellfire. And the companion said, O Messenger of Allah, should we depend on this? Meaning, is there any point in trying if your place has already been predetermined? 
the Prophet ﷺ said, Perform deeds, for everyone will have the deeds of what he was created for made easy for them. Subhanallah. So you don't know which one you're created for, hellfire or paradise. So strive. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you striving, he will make the path of good or the path of evil easy for you, depending on which one you strive for. There is a beautiful descri uh, description in this surah describing the person who gives. He who spends his wealth for increase in self-purification and who has in mind no favor from anyone to be paid back except to seek the countenance of his Lord the Most High, he surely will be pleased. Some of the scholars of Tafsir say this is revealed with reference to Abu Bakr al-Siddiq. Abu Bakr used to free servants upon the acceptance of Islam in Mecca. He used to free the elderly and the women when they accepted Islam. So his father said to him, Oh my son, I see you are freeing people who are weak. But if you feed strong people, they would stand up with you, defend you and protect you. And Abu Bakr replied, Oh my father, I only want, and the narrator said, and I think he said, what is with Allah? Some people of my family have told me, the narrator said, that this ayah was revealed about Abu Bakr, subhanAllah. Surah Al-Duha When the Qur'an was revealed to the Prophet ﷺ, Jibreel, and in a period of time, was delayed from coming to him for a number of days. Therefore, the Prophet ﷺ was affected by this. And one of the pagan ladies came to him and said, Your Lord has abandoned you and hates you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed, your Lord has neither forsaken you nor hates you. And the beginning of the surah is very uplifting. By the forenoon, that light which comes at the end of a period of darkness, reminding the Prophet ﷺ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will always be looking after him, guiding him, taking care of him, and showing him the path through revelation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this surah points the Prophet ﷺ to his own past, that he was an orphan and Allah took care of him. So we in turn should not repel the orphans. The Prophet, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses a very powerful example of the Prophet ﷺ himself to encourage us to feed the orphans. And the Prophet ﷺ himself said, I and the one who cares for the orphan will be in paradise like this. And he put his middle finger and index finger together. At the end of the surah, a person is commanded to be openly grateful and to declare the bounties of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَأَمَّا بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ فَحَدِّثْ The scholars of, uh, uh, of Islam give the condition that a person should not do this from um, showing off or trying to be ostentatious, but simply encouraging people to be grateful for the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah Al-Sharh أَلَمْ نَشْرَحْ لَكَ صَدْرَكَ وَوَضَعْنَا أَنْكَ وِزْرَكَ أَلَّذِي أَنْقَضَ ظَهْرَكَ وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَكَ And we have, and have we not raised your remembrance? SubhanAllah, the Prophet ﷺ is quite simply the most mentioned, praised and recognized person in the history of humanity. Today as we stand and speak and listen, there is no part of the world except you'll find somebody giving the adhan. Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah, or saying Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
or saying Allahumma salli ala Muhammad or following some aspect of Islam which has been taught of course by the Prophet Just try and imagine for a moment the great status that the Prophet has that every good deed, literally every good deed performed by any person, salah, zakah, saum, hajj, fasting, good treatment of parents, in one way or another goes back to the Prophet Every good deed we do is through the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ. So he will have a similar reward to every person who performs that good deeds. Just try and imagine the reward of the Prophet ﷺ and how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the Prophet. ﷺ. Surah At-Teen. Um, uh, actually, before the towards the end of Surah Sharh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts forward a very important principle which we need to understand. Verily along with every hardship is relief. Verily along with every hardship is relief. Allah SWT emphasizes that with every hardship that we face, there comes ease. And for every one hardship, there is ease on both sides. So you'll notice in this surah that when talking about hardship, Allah SWT uses alif lam, ma'rifah, meaning one. But when talking about ease, Allah SWT uses nakira, yusra, which can means many. So don't be overwhelmed by difficulties and hardship. They are isolated. They are one. But the general rule is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks after you and brings you ease. Surah Ateen By the fig and the olive, by Mount Sinai and by the city of Sanctuary. Some of the scholars of Tafsir mention many meanings for what these different aspects of Allah's creation could be a reference to. Wattini was Zaytun by the fig and the olive could be a reference to Isa alayhi salam. Waturi Sinin, Mount Sinai is of course could be a reference to Musa alayhi salam. Wahad al Baladil Amin and by this city of security meaning Mecca of course would be a reference to the Prophet. So Allah could be giving an oath by some of the greatest messengers of uh, that he sent with revealed scripture. Allah describes the great status of human beings. We created human beings in the best stature in terms of their intelligence, in terms of their physical outward beauty, in terms of their upright gait and the way they walk, in terms of all the blessings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given human beings of subjecting the world to their service. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And then we reduced him to the lowest of the low. When human beings fail to show gratitude for the many blessings which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given them, then they reduce themselves to the lowest of the low after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had made them the highest of the high. Hada wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.